How are you doing? I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I want to welcome. We're doing two things at the same time this evening. I am recording this week's episode on my podcast, um, Intentional Now podcast. So welcome. Hello to my international listeners. And we are also going live on Instagram today. So I've got a few um, technical things hanging around me. As you can see, we got this huge microphone here and my phone and it's pretty exciting. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. And um, yay, it's great. It's great. I'm excited. I'm excited. And except for the ugly um, green behind me, but I use that screen all the time, like probably most of you do. So ah, it's better live than even Zoom, right? Oh, breathe in, breathe out. Okay, so welcome. Welcome very much. So I wanted to begin catching you up a little bit. Um, last week, we began the chapter in the unfinished book, chapter 11. Um, and it was called, chapter 11 is Angels on a First Name Basis, which is really exciting. It's fun. It's exciting. And we got this much done of it. <laughs> and so if you had didn't have a chance to listen to last week's podcast, I invite you there. It makes sense of everything that's, um, that we're going to talk about today. And I think that's really important. So if there's some of the things you go, where is she coming from? Just pick up last week's podcast and you know where it came from and where I'm going. Okay, so as we're talking today, we're still in the chapter, chapter 11 in the unfinished book. And you can get that in all of your local book places, Kindle. It's live. It's there. It's everywhere. It's available for you. And yes, I wrote it. Kristen Wombeck, yours truly. And so as we get going last week, we opened up a couple of things. I kind of got on my soapbox a little bit in your face, right? <laughs> Which makes it fun. But today as we're talking, let's, how much space do we get to take up? I mean, really, I have podcasts going, I have Instagram live going. And so, I mean, you're right there. How much space are we allowed to take up? Ask yourself that. How much space are you allowed to take up for your desires and your dreams and your hopes? How, how much are you going to squeeze into the crowd to say, hey, I've got a purpose, I've got a voice, and here it is. I am talking to you. It's just you and me, right? Like this. <laughs> it's good. So today, how much space are we going to open up and allow ourselves to think, think outside of the box? Hmm, let's see. I invite you. I invite you, right? What's the saying, you know? Take up, take up the space, um, go big or go home, right? Okay. So, no, I'm not talking about extreme sports here. <laughs> Or the entertainer on social media. Nope, not talking about that. I'm not going to dance live. Don't think so. But I have sung a few times. So forgive me. Sometimes the singing, it gets so tweaked when you're on a computer device. So just forgive me right up front and understand the purpose of it, right? Just understand the purpose of it. So got a question for you. Why do we need to talk about angels? <laughs> why do we need to talk about it? Or why don't we talk about it? Huh? That's a really good question, isn't it? Why don't we talk about it? Mm, fear, right? Fear is like, ooh, we don't understand them. Uh, nobody talks about them, so why would I talk about them? You know, why does people talk about angels or supernatural or beings of light? Hmm. Mostly because it's fear. Because they've never had a conversation about it. 
they don't understand the need or the purpose. So why talk about them, right? Well, let's, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> That's what I do. I talk about that stuff. That stuff just toots my horn, right? So remember from my other podcasts, like you have to do a quick catch up. So here you are, you have the kingdom of heaven within you right? It's within you. So Jesus is safe and sound inside of you. He's in there. He talks to you. You talk to him. It's all safe and cozy, right? So for me, what did that look like? Ah, that was very much like chapter three, lady in waiting, and in between chapter four, getting permission. It was like, here I am, Kristen Wolbeck. I'm sitting in the pew, and now I begin to ask questions. Hmm. <laughs> I asked really good questions. <laughs> and so I'd ask myself, Kristen, how's this working for you? Um, does this work for you or is this truth, right? So the kingdom in he of heaven within you, meaning Jesus in you, he opened the door. Jesus is the door, the way, truth, and life. He's the door. He comes into us, right? The kingdom of heaven without you. So that's just the best way that I know how to explain it is to without. So the kingdom of heaven within you, the door swings in, right? The door swings in, Jesus comes in, right? The kingdom without you means you discovered because you asked really good questions and the door swings out. <laughs> so that means you follow Jesus Christ into heaven, into his domain where he's resurrected and crowned and totally victorious, right? So that's just about chapter six, earth invading heaven. So now we're going to use the big word of ascending, <laughs> making a lifestyle out of it, right? So I pray when I pray, it's called an ascended prayer because I've encountered heaven. So Jesus and all his resources, they're there, the Godhead, read about it in Genesis 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Everything is created in the council of creation, as I call it, is all right there. So, and we were there too, but we're not going to talk about that right now either, right? That subjects for another day. Let me see. So we have the kingdom of heaven within us, right? The door opens in. Jesus comes into us, right? Then the kingdom of heaven without, you figure out the door swings out and we can go out. Some people refer to it as going up the river of life. Read Ezekiel's vision of the temple and you'll figure it out. Okay. And then... What I call it is like the kingdom of heaven where you go out and in and it becomes a revolving door, right? So a revolving door, it's when you are engaged in encountering heaven, the whole Godhead and all of those wonderful things, including angels and spiritual beings. Yep, I told you we were going to talk about this. And so the revolving door is what Jesus was talking about when the disciples asked him to pray, right? Or when he took them up on Peter, James, and John up on the Mount of Transfiguration, right? What did they witness? They witnessed Jesus's resurrection. And oh, by the way, uh, Jesus witnessed it before it actually happened too. So we're just like him, right? Hmm. Okay. So in that, that revolving door, meaning that we're bringing heaven to earth, right? If you go into the airport and there's a revolving door, right? That means resources, you, relationship, engagement is going right around on that revolving door and you're moving in and out, right? That's the whole point of heaven is for you to encounter the goodness of God, his love, and then you go in and out and bring heaven to earth. That's a really simple explanation of it. But just think about the door, kingdom of heaven within you, kingdom of heaven with out you the door swings out you figured that out and then when you kind of start getting a grasp of that relationship with god then the door begins to revolve and you become a door yourself right lift up your up your head oh ye gates oh ye everlasting door mm. go find that one out that was a free one so how much space am i allowed to take up here Hmm. 
talk about angels, talk about uh, a whole bunch of other spiritual beings, talk about places in heaven. Hmm. Okay. We're just going to stretch the envelope today. That's what I do. That's where I live. That's what I enjoy to do. Okay. So why do we do all this? Hmm. Well, for me, it sounds like, because God told me years ago, he said, Kristen, I want you to re-educate the educated. Oh boy. <laughs> mm, that sounds really fun. So the word educated, we're all educated, uh, maybe too much edu educated about God, right? Anybody feel like they have too much information in there? So could we use a little bit more re-education? I always can. So we need a little less Martha's and a little more Mary moments sitting at his feet, right? We need a little uh, less knowledge up here and a little bit more experience. That's what I'm talking about. So if you're listening, here we go. Great, great. So I am totally possessed and have been for years with figuring out those doors, figuring out how those things work. It's just really important. So God created heaven and earth and all of that creation and heaven and all that great stuff and angels and everything so that we can overcome, right? We can overcome, have an overcoming life. Well, I kind of believe in that we're supposed to be overcomers. So I have been figuring it out and figuring out and figuring out. And now I have a few things that I figured out. And so I share about it. So I figure out the ways of my savior the ways of my sonship, I become a revolving door, right? How does it work? How does Jesus Christ work in you, in us, right? So we're going to go back around and we're going to talk about angels again. That's This is just one little portion, right? But, hmm. If you want to know more, I invite you. So this Sunday... We have a gathering and we're going to go live on Instagram again and you'll get another perspective, another piece of the facet of the diamond. You know, if you want to hang out, that's what we do. There's a whole bunch of people that talk about this stuff, live this stuff, have a lifestyle of ascending to heaven. Okay, so back to angels. Hmm. The first one or the second one in my book called The Spirit of Moses I'm skipping it. <laughs> so remember last time I shared with you a story about Wakey Wakey. When I came back from a women's conference down in Redding, California, and I shared a testimony. And as soon as I came home from a testimony, I took the testimony out to the 50 yard line of the local football field and tested it. See, you need to listen to last week, right? So that you get the whole picture. Well, the next angel that I talked about and wrote about in the book was the spirit of Moses. I'm going to let you read that one too. I was up camping with my family and did the same thing, did the wakey, wakey thing um, to wake up the spirits, wake up the angels that are in the environment. So let me make a little sense of that. Um, before I get to the next story. So angels can fall asleep. Hmm. I'll touch on that later. Okay. I want to get to this. So here we go. Are you ready? And I have to read it from my book because I don't want to miss anything. And I want you to, it to be well explained to you. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to talk about it and unpack it a little bit and hopefully ask some of the questions that you would ask me, right? Are you ready? This is humorous, life altering, right? So here I am, chapter 11, angels on a first name basis. So angels have names. I'm going to give you a little bit. Angels have names. Angels come in orders, meaning like that's kind of like talking military. Um, just like you can have battalions and mi military and they're all under one covering. So different angels, I have encountered 10 different orders of angels. So the man-like ones that we hear about, or maybe we engage here in the realm of the earth, um, that is one order of angels. There's guardian angels, there's herald angels, there's 
there's 10 that I've encountered, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> Go ask Jesus. Remember, don't believe me. Go ask Jesus everything and stay in his face until you get an answer. Simple as that. Yay. Okay. Are you ready? The name of this angel is Chairman. There's a backstory I got to tell here. Ready? To this day, God can easily remind me to be ready in and out of season. Ah, he reminds me quite uniquely. We lived at that time in a Victorian's house on Grant Avenue here in Corvallis, one of the original dairy farm homes that stretched 300 or so acres to the Willamette River. Acclaimed in its day, many visitors traveled by horse and carriage to see the dog churning butter and to buy from the dairyman's wife her famous apple butter. From the stories I have heard, that little dog ran on a belt which propelled the churning up and down. A clever dairyman to get the work done. So many memories in that lovely home. The kitchen of this Victorian charmer was refurbished about 10 years ago before we lived there. Oak cabinets with windows and stained glass insets and a double dual purpose counter workstation on one side. Stool setting on the other. Brick tiles remained of the old chimney stove, the flue there, and many access points were provided by the back door, the patio porch door, a bathroom door, and a dining room door. You know, when you have an old house, they just kind of like, oh, we need a bathroom. We're going to add it here. And oh, we need this and we're going to add it here. That's what it was like, right? So where am I at? So this season, this particular season, when we were living in this home, represented being between unfinished, the unfinished book, the aborted books, the getting permission, or the earth invading heaven, or lady in waiting. Those were all seasons that I lived through and wrote about in the book. So keeping my encounters to myself, I'm learning to discover without any peers to discuss the journey. Um, yes. So you see in the spirit and all these supernatural things are happening to you. You have nobody to talk about. You can't talk about it in church because nobody talks about this stuff in church. So you kind of get my point where I'm coming from here. Okay. But you have, have to listen to the other podcast or read my book and you'll get the whole thing. there, The whole enchilada. So here we are. I'm kind of in a very alone season, but I'm believing God and the things that he's showing me are just amazing and exciting. Right? So. I was up early in the morning and I'm heading into my kitchen to make a pot of coffee and have my quiet time with the Lord before the house wakes up. To my disgust, there's a huge timber slug, one of those banana slugs. It's crawling on my kitchen counter. Gross, huh? Ah, how'd he get there? Gross. They can reach up to 10 inches in the Pacific Northwest leaving a trail of slime behind. I mentally went through the flowers or the landscaping materials in from the outside. I couldn't figure out this one. Throughout my whole day, it was just disgusting. It was unkempt. How did he get into my house? Right? I can't figure this out. And that feeling followed me throughout my day of like, that is so gross. Why is this big old slug on my kitchen counter, right? So I went to a local thrift store and I spent some time putting together a new to me outfit. Um, yeah, fun. I dyed my hair that day and I shook off that sluggish frumpies. I don't know about you, but sometimes you just get in those frumpies and you got to go shopping and you got to get a new outfit. You got to do the, the dye on the hair. Currently, I am all gray. <laughs> this is a few years ago, right? So the next day, the next day after this slug day, you know, you feel sluggish because of the slug. And so I went, did something about it. 
a dear friend of mine called me at 10 a.m. and asked if I was going to the first special meeting in McMinnville, right? She had just hung up the phone with her daughter who was attending a ministry school and had heard about the upcoming gathering. The meeting started at noon with lunch, an excellent opportunity to meet other ministry leaders. I was all in, excited. I called the host church there to make sure there were still tickets available, and they assured me that there were. McMinnville is exactly one hour away from Corvallis. I still had my morning clothes on. Supernatural timing is here I come. Thankfully, I arrived right on time. Whew. A couple of new friends were also there, so we sat together catching up on a newly revealed to me Jesus info. You know, we were talking and chatting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Miracles, healing news, all that good stuff. You know, you go to conferences and sometimes you only see people at the conferences. Well, worship proceeded with a small team, a keyboard, an acoustic guitar, and a, and a lovely, lovely sound. I was quickly lost in Jesus. It had been a while since I had worshipped corporately. Then there he was grinning at me mm -hmm. from ear to ear, right where the drum set was positioned on the platform. I bravely shared with my new friend what I saw. And in her excitement, she started firing off questions to me. Well, what does he look like? We're talking an angel here. What's his name? Why is he here? And every time she asked me a question, I heard the answer. I shared freely with her in hushed tones as the speaking part of the meeting was just about ready to commence. His name was Chairman. One of the most royal Native American looking angels I had seen. You just knew he was important. His skin was brown and the satin fabric used on his headdress, his vest and his pants were yellow trimmed in several bright colors. The pants were bloused and came just above his ankles. No shoes. He had a leather pouch attached to his significantly large waist belt with seven vials in it and carried a treasure box with vials inside. Did I mention his smile? <laughs> Big, bright white teeth grinning from sea to shining sea. Oh my gosh. You could almost hear the rumble of joy running out of his belly. Chairman seemed to remain in my spiritual seeing the entire meeting. We kept exchanging smiles. He never put down the treasure box. We broke for lunch, and when we met back at our seats, my friend said that she, um, she shared what I saw with the host church head intercessor and said, be ready. <gasps> be ready? What do you mean, be ready? It's possible, just possible, you might be asked to share. Not moments in our seat, the MC gathering people to attention said, um, where's the lady that saw the angel? <gasps> Up I went before the crowd of respected peers, microphone in hand, sharing my encounter. Since that time, when visiting that church for special speakers, many who were in that meeting remembered me by my testimony and gave me the nickname, the angel lady. As brilliant as this encounter was, I felt like the purpose for which chairman had come had not been fulfilled. The vials were not opened, not poured open, the files not seen or disturbed. And he was such a regal angel. Since that time, I have encountered three similar royally dressed angels, chairman, Jackson, and Helga at strategic places. The state capitol, corporate prayer meetings, meetings that gather surrounding leaders. I believe they are part of an angelic order, the governing force over the Northwest. Chairman is appropriately named, in my opinion. So, a lesson learned.
God can use a big slug on your kitchen counter to prepare you for the next day. He knew I would feel better about myself sporting a new outfit and no gray roofs when I was asked to speak up front. He thinks of everything because he loves his kids. Angels can be a part of an order. They're cut from the same cloth, functioning in a military way, a governing as overseers. They bring gifts and tools. It's kind of sad that they had to hold on to them that day. Hmm. So that's the portion of the book that I wanted to talk with you about. Now, let me get back to my notes. So seeing angels there corporately. Do you suppose, I got some questions for you. Do you suppose that they had an assignment to be there? What do you think chairman's assignment was? By my notes in the book, do you think that that assignment got accomplished? Nope. Because we corporately never opened our eyes or asked the question. Hmm. I'm going to ask some more good questions. Do churches have angels? You'd probably say yes, because the book of Revelations clearly identifies that we're moving on. Okay? So, I'm keeping it in a very small category. So, a church angel. What do you suppose their assignment is? Keeping the glory of God glorious, right? Anybody ever walked into a church when you've been traveling before? Hmm, I got another story coming. You know, have you ever gone into a historic church anywhere? Hmm. Did anybody ever feel like the church was dead? Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful ancient building, but hmm, dead? Okay. I'm going to tell you another little story here. So, I had the privilege to go to England and we visited Wales, right? And we went into, in Wales, we went into this gorgeous historic, I don't know how old it was, but three to 400 year old church and walked in. This is not the first time I'd encountered it. And they are gorgeous, except for the interesting thing that, that their mausoleum is in the floor and you're kind of walking on tombs of people. It's interesting to read, read about it, but yeah, they're different, but the churches are gorgeous and high and, and, a lot of time is there, so I'm going to keep on here. So first of all, a church has a mandate from heaven when a church is, is starting. You think about churches down the road here in the U.S., it's different than in Europe because Europe, they've, they've been there for several hundred years, right? So that is why an angel is there because he had a direct order from God, right? And sometimes they get a little dusty, right? Both the church and the angels, right? I'm going to use your imagination here for a minute, okay? Put yourself in the position as an angel, okay? Of a really ancient church, right? And, oh, by the way, just a little tidbit and go ask Jesus. People are never angels, they can be kind, loving, and gracious, and helpful, and show up all at the right time, and sent by God, but they are not angels. Never go ask Jesus. We are sons created in his image. We are people within an assignment from heaven, okay? So if you were to encounter people, I'm going to give you a little bit, people have assignments from the cloud of witnesses. They're alive in heaven and they can come and minister to you in dreams, visions, um, because they're alive in the cloud of witnesses read in Romans. That's for another day. We're moving on. So remember, we are imagining about being in the position of an angel, right? In a very ancient church. Okay. 
more than a hundred, couple hundred years old. So imagine, say this is a herald angel. Use your imagination. Hmm. Hmm. What would a herald angel be like? Hmm. They probably have some type of instrument, um, a horn. Hmm. So we could assume that they have a message to share or to release. Dun, dun, dun. A herald. They're here to share something, right? So over and over and over and over again, that herald angel has an assignment from heaven to release a, me a message, right? Hmm. So what happens if nobody hears? Do you just throw up your arms and say, oh, well, God's people didn't listen. I'm throwing in this in the trash and moving on to my next assignment. Not. <laughs> they don't do that. No. Heaven doesn't work like that way and neither does God. So how many years do you think a faithful air angel, we're going to assume it's a herald angel, will hang on to that message? Hmm? How long do you think they'll just be there for? ever right forever okay so i'm going to go back to that church in wales gorgeous just gorgeous and super quiet i'm with my dear friend from england and then there was this lady and she was an attendant in the church you know she was to watch over the travelers <laughs> the tourists and she was kind of looking at us like oh what are these women up to here and so hmm interesting she was there to help steward some of the artifacts that were there in this gorgeous church so i can see in the spirit right so because i've practiced it and believed when jesus began to show me that's the reason. And actually, we all can. I'm not super spiritual or any different than you. I've just practiced it and I've just believed God. Okay. So I can see in the spirit and here's this church angel and he's in chains. It's not the first time I've witnessed that. So let's keep it simple. What do you think would put an angel to be bound in chains? That question's for you. What do you think would put an angel in chains? Let's pull just one quick scripture out. Okay, but there's there's more than that. And remember, this is just one application. And what do I always say? Go ask Jesus for yourself. All right, don't just believe me. So in Mark 7, I'm going to read what? 6 through 13. This is just one suggestion that could hinder the angelic or the spiritual atmosphere of a church, right? So once again, Jesus called a crowd to him and said, all of you listen to me and understand. And Jesus answered them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites as it's written. So this is written in Isaiah, but it's listed in Mark. These people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. They teach as doctrines the precepts of man. Those are called the doctrines of man. So you have disregarded the commandment of God to keep the traditions of men. He went on to say, Jesus did, you neatly set aside the command of God to maintain your own tradition. Moses said, Honor your father, honor your mother, and anyone who curses your father or your mother must be put to death. That's in the Old Testament under the law. But you say that if man says to his father or mother, whatever you would have received from me, okay, he is no longer permitted to do anything for his father or mother. Therefore, you nullified the word of God by the tradition you have handed down. That's kind of what I'm leaning into here. The traditions of men. 
Do you suppose have we ever been in an institution or a church that there's traditions that have gone on for years and years and years and and years and years? And did anyone ever ask, um, why do we do this? Uh, Yeah, that's one of those big questions. Why do we do this? Hmm. Well, maybe we should be asking that question a little bit more often. Why do we do this? Um, Is this something that God asked of us? Is this part of what God has called us and this body of believers together to do? Or did we just invent this and called it a program? And then we made a tradition and we did it again and again and again. And everybody fell asleep, including the angels, right? (sighs) Just go ask God yourself. Go read the passage, and ask Jesus. So, the traditions of men and regarding the angel in chains. Hmm. There we go. You can imagine. And now if you take a very ancient church, hmm, let's see, three or four hundred years old, hmm, and hmm, I'm thinking here, going back to my notes. Okay. I just made a little bit of notes. So since I have pretty extensive notes today to try to keep a little bit of focus, I am going to offer you my notes Um, On my website, I'll put the link in in the the video and also on the description on the podcast, depending on where you are listening today. Okay, I'll put those notes there in case you're a note person, right? So remember, we've talked about the kingdom within us, the kingdom without us, the door opens. We've talked about a revolving door. That's just in my experience, meaning that we're bringing heaven to earth. Those are the points to learn and to begin to move to what Jesus has called us to do. Part of our learning is learning how to work with the beings that are ascending and descending on the sons, the sons of man, right? They still are ascending and descending. So I'm moving back to my angel story in change. It was quiet in this church, right? Very quiet stoically quiet, stoically quiet. And all I wanted to do was lift my voice and worship. Imagine a three, 400 year old church. Imagine all the people who have gathered in this place. There's been marriages. There's been memorial services, celebrations, celebrations, Um, During wartime, victories, plagues, people have come with a heart of gratitude over centuries. Sometimes we get sidetracked about growing and changing. We need to grow and change in every area of our life. Grow and change all the time. Grow and change. Grow and change as a body. Grow and change as an individual. Grow and change. So, here I am in this little church. Actually, it's not little. It was quite large church in Wales. And in the corner of my eye, I could still feel that very senior lady. She was keeping an eye on me. And I think you can figure out already what I did. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't really care who was there. I just started to sing hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think happens in a very stoic church when somebody comes in and starts singing hallelujah? How does the atmosphere change? You know, the hallelujah, and yes, I wrote it down because I'm supposed to sing it. And forgive me, because music gets distorted um, in podcast and live. It gets distorted. 
But that's not what it's about. It's not about whether my voice is distorted. Because that day and that moment now, when I lifted up my voice, because I could see that angel that he was bound. He was bound. And God had placed in me and I went, you know, I don't really care if this woman is staring at me. I'm in a church in a place that has been given assignment from heaven to house a body of people that God has called together to worship, to live, to know him. You know that hallelujah, that one that's, I heard there was a secret chord. David played, and it pleased the Lord. Together we can hear it if we listen. It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, a baffled king composing. Hallelujah. I think you know this. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Can we sing that one more time and you can join me this time, okay? How would it change the atmosphere? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Tell me, you know the story. What do you think happened next? <laughs> you can feel it, can't you? Yep. Well, the lady, she stepped a little closer to observe us, and she decided that my singing was okay, and she went back into her office. Hmm. So what do you think God's intention was in sending an angel to govern a body of people? Like my story of chairman the angel that I encountered in McMinnville what do you think God's intentions are for help heighten of worship I mean they stand in the glory of God to heighten the worship awareness and remember I said that chairman chairman had seven vials seven vials and a file folder that he carried with him never opened it was talked about it was actually seen and actually witnessed nope never got opened i don't know to this day if they've ever gotten open okay so we can only imagine i have encountered chairman and two other angels of his particular order. And as I shared in my book, they oversee the Pacific Northwest. And um, I counter, encounter them off and on, especially if I go to the state capitol. I see him. That's their assignment, right? Okay. Hmm. We talked about a lot today, didn't we? Ooh, we're 43 minutes in. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, I'll do a little housekeeping. So if you're listening on the podcast, I encourage you to follow it. It makes it much more fun when you follow it because then you get an email when I release a new episode. And on the live today, it's always great. If you want to share it, that's fantastic. You can do the little heart thing. You can even make a comment. I welcome that. That's great. Ask me some great questions. You can find me at kristenwombeck.com. I have bunches of resources there. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the follow, the subscribe, check out the links to go get my notes, <laughs> all that kind of good stuff. So, okay, here we are. Did I take up a little space today? Hmm? <laughs> Did I? Did I go big or go home, right? I talked about things that people don't know normally talk about. Well, I know a lot of people who talk about it, but... Hmm. Interesting, huh? Yep. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. Again, I encourage you to pick up the unfinished book. We are just talking between the lines here. There's so much there. And remember I shared with you guys a couple weeks ago? I'm going to share it with you again. The back of the book. It's really good, the back of the book, right? So when I was eight, I asked him, Jesus Christ, to come into my heart. When I was 29, I allowed him to heal my heart. When I was 30, I asked him to introduce me to Holy Spirit. When I was 40, I allowed Holy Spirit to change me. When I was 48, I agreed with him what he said about me. When I was 49, he opened my spiritual eyes to the kingdom. Well, at that time I was 58. I'm 62 now and I feel like I'm only beginning. It's a good place to stay in kindergarten, right? Because then we always have to hold our hands to cross the street, right? Keeps us safe. <laughs> so that particular strategy, who'd ever thunk it, right? It's like the kingdom of heaven within me. It's the kingdom of heaven that goes without me. And it's the revolving door, right? And I just discovered that I could hear and see and discovered angels and figured out their purposes, their plans, and how they come and steward and help as ministering spirits, beings of light, how they come and they minister to the heirs of salvation. That's you and me. Mm -hmm. You and me. They come to minister to help us. Help us accomplish those things that God brought us here for. And we all have those things that God brought us here for. Even the things that are hard and difficult. Because God set in you the ability to overcome them. Yep. And there's things that you will overcome that are different than the things I have to overcome. But the more that we can partner with heaven, the more we can overcome and get her done. Right? And get on to that revolving door and ascending and descending and bringing heaven to earth and helping others. That's the reason why um, I went big today, right? I'm not going home. I went big today to talk to you, to go live. Ooh. So, hey, if you really liked what I shared today and you want more, this is just my first announcement. First announcement. Again, head over to my website at kristenwombach.com. I am announcing a Coaching for Life 2022 group. Yes, it'll be very exciting. There's tons of information there for you. What it's all about, it's a coaching group. It's a coaching group. So, if anything that I talked about here, you went, hmm, I wonder how she knows about that. Well, I'd be happy to share with you and teach it with you and how to apply it to your life. Yep. So pop over there. Check it out. Let me see. I think I'm just about finished here. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Hmm. Go ask Jesus. Believe what he shows you. That's the simplest way to growth is just believe what he shows you. I write it down. Avid journaler, 
journal over here has have 20 years of journals. That's how I learned to listen. When I learned to listen, then I, then his love just comes in and opens things up and, you know, I can see and hear and all that stuff. But I still apply all those principles that I learned today to continue to grow, to can you grow and get the confidence to sit here and share with you and talk with you. And it helps me do business. It helps me be married for 36 years. It helps me to be a better person. To live the life that God wants me to live. And I know he, he wants the same thing for you. And it's really good. Very good stuff. Thank you again for being here. You know the drill. Do all the, the harding and the following things. And it just helps me to communicate with you and remember my mandate to re-educate the educated right and what's that all about we all need to be merry sitting at his feet and quiet down all those marthas right we all need to spend time with him we all need to include god in our everyday life because he so wants to talk to us he really does <laughs> so i bless you Give you a high five. What a great way to prime up our weekend, right? Friday around the corner. Thank you, my international listeners. Yay! You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate that you're being here. Mm -hmm. And remember, oh, we're doing a little live thing on Sunday so you can pop in. It'll be, oh, about 10, 15, 10, 30 Pacific Central. Pacific Standard Time. We'll do this again. We'll talk, you know. I have an idea. You just need to come. All right. So that is it for the day. Thank you so much. I'm going to hit all of my buff buttons and turn off my lights. And I'm kind of excited. And I'm going to go listen to this again because I get blessed. Right? Go have a talk with Jesus. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye now.